Kia ora. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name's Zoe, if you didn't know. Hi. So in the last few months, I have been freed from a pretty big area of anxiety in my life. God has lifted a burden off my shoulders and has got me thinking about how much I trust God and whether or not I was willing to lay my life down in front of him and give him the reins and take control. Many of you probably know this, but I like to be in control of things. I tend to want to lead and ensure that I've made the right decisions so my path is safe and well thought out, because the unknown scares me. However, behaving in this way has led to anxiety. You see, anxiety, or at least mine, has distanced me from God, and as I found myself not relying on his word, but rather my so-called well-thought-out plan, Satan uses these times to really get into us and cause doubts and distance. So rather than surrendering to God, I was focused on why he hadn't changed my situation or why it was so hard. Don't get me wrong, I still struggle with this, but now I'm aware and I'm trying to invite God further into my walk with him. After breakthrough in this area, along with other things going on in our family, my eyes have been opened to a bigger picture and the realization about how important it is that we follow and respect God and honor him in our daily lives. So when Lucy asked me to do communion, as I began writing, I quickly realized I was going to have to talk about how big God is, how small we are, and yet how much he cares and the big love he has for us. I find it unfathomable when realizing how perfect God is, how holy he is, and yet as broken as we are as humans, through his perfect son's Jesus' sacrifice, we are ultimately free. It's a love story, one of ultimate incomprehensible love. You see, God is big. He literally created human beings. I can't do that. (laughs) He is glorious and needs to be feared. Yet he brought himself down to earth and did this thing, this pretty big thing, which showcases his love for us. And I haven't quite figured out the hows and the whys, but I know he loves you and me, and he cares about the little things. He cared about my anxiety, and he cares about yours, and has helped me to realize this over the last few months. It says in Ephesians 2, For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we would walk with him, in them, sorry. meaning that we can have security in God's plan for us. So while we can focus on the fear and the doubts we have, God calls us to look to him, someone who knows it all, someone who loves us, knows the path well ahead because he guides it, tells us not to be afraid. He calls us to remember the sacrifice he gave, reminding us of the love he poured out for us as blood, symbolized by what we drink today. His body broken, torn and beaten like the spread. This was not a nice death, not a glamorous one. Yet he did it for you and me with a love so unimaginable and undeniable that conquers sin and all evil. And surely, like it says in Matthew chapter 6, if he cares about the birds and about the wildflowers with such fleeting lives, then certainly he will care for us. Realizing the enormity of God, not that I fully understand, and yet how he cares for us has made me consider we need to honor him in our daily lives and the importance of this. Ephesians 1 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Communion is a time where we are able to look back and reflect on what God has done and the enormous love he did it with. While we do this, we must look forward to what is to come and act in a manner that does so, realizing we are in the middle of an earthly timeline that is not yet complete with an eternal one on the horizon. For it says in Matthew 24 to keep watch and be ready for Jesus' return. So rather than dwelling on your sin, remember God has freed you from it. Rather than looking at your mistakes, realize that God empowers you to look to him. Rather than focusing on the the pain of the death of Jesus, remember he lived again and he will return soon. Because furthermore, in Ephesians 1, it says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything and in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Now, if you put your trust, worries, and in anything, God is where you should put it. A good reflective framework, as Wintech has taught me, teaches us to look to the future, what to expect, and how to act in accordance to this. So even if you're not actively awaiting Christ's return, you don't know when your time here on earth is going to be up. For some of us, that could be tomorrow, others in five years, 10, 50. The point is, whether by bodily death or when the church is taken from the earth to be with Jesus, it's going to happen suddenly. And it will be frightening to those caught off to guard. So I encourage you today, be prepared. Do not be caught off guard. Remember how deeply God loves you, that he sent his son to die for you. Pursue him and seek to know him intimately. Act in a way that honors him as he deserves to be honored. Know that we are in the middle of a timeline. We are in the, only in the middle of a book and there is more to come. Yet in the midst of all this, the reason for Jesus coming to earth is because of love. God wants to save you. He cares about you and your anxieties. So as you take this juice, as you take this bread, while it symbolizes something much bigger than us, remember that it includes all of us in the ultimate form of true love. Thanks again for joining us for this week's message. Before you go, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Neon Kids Program. Neon is a before and after school care and school holiday program for primary and intermediate students. Neon has two centres operating in Rotatuna and in Melville. For more information, visit www.neonkids.co.nz. 
That's www.neonkids.co.nz. Thanks again.